Welcome back, everybody, to another floor of Corporate Courtney. I am your host, Courtney Johnson. And right off the bat, I want to apologize for my voice. It will crack throughout the rest of this episode. And I really and truly sorry. I thought I would have my voice completely back by now, but that is not in my cards. This past weekend, one of my best friends in the entire world graduated from law school and my core crew from undergrad got together. We shared an amazing Airbnb in Memphis and partied like we were 20 and therefore between the lack of sleep, the lack of hydration and all of the staying out in the cold air, my voice is shot. However, I just came back from a hiatus, so skipping another week also didn't seem to be in my cards and didn't seem fair to you all. So if you fight through this episode with me, you are a true fan and a true intern, and I will appreciate you. If you don't, I understand, but you're going to miss out on some great life lessons, let me tell you. This voice may not be appeasing, but it's going to get the job done. This week's episode comes from an intern. So last week I asked you guys for topic suggestions and someone mentioned something very dear and near to my heart and my struggle, which is the need to always be right. And I don't mean can't admit when they're wrong need to be right, but constantly in the workplace making sure that not only is their opinion known, but also correcting others when they're going down what you believe to be an incorrect path. And don't get me wrong, I truly believe for the majority of the time, the black women are right, especially in the workplace. And like my daddy says, I'm a Johnson. I've never been wrong. One time I thought I was wrong, but I was right. That being said, even when I am right, if I'm always right, there are going to be consequences in the game of corporate America. Nobody wants to be around a smarty pants and nobody wants to be corrected all the time. Even when you think you're helping someone and it's coming from a genuine place, people tend to feel some type of way about being corrected. Even when it's done the right way, if you come at them with respect, you pull them aside, they don't care. I mean, honestly, nobody likes to be called out, but some people truly, truly take offense to being called out or be corrected. So when you suffer from that need to be right all the time, like I do, you tend to damage relationships. People stop feeling comfortable speaking freely or giving their ideas freely because they don't want to hear what you have to say. And that can be really damaging when you're building relationships in the workplace. And you waste your time and energy because a lot of times when you're giving out good information, they've tuned out because they know that you're always right and you're just going to say what you're going to say and they don't want to hear it. So they push forward and they don't listen to you. And quite frankly, if you think that you're always right, you're probably not listening to other people, which means you're losing out on different perspectives and different ideas a lot of times. And it's hard. I know it's hard. 
I mean, the other day I was taking this training and everything's virtual still. So we had a WebEx and it broke out into a breakout room where we were working on an assignment they gave us in the larger group. However, when they started talking about what we were going to do for it, they were going down a completely different path. I mean, just missed the whole idea of the assignment. And I inserted and was like, I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense and is a good start. But when I reread what I'm seeing, it sounds like we need to be able to provide A, B, and C. And people were like, oh, yeah, okay. And went right back to what they were doing. Now, the old me would have been like, (laughs) did you not hear me? I'm telling you what you need to do. Instead, I went on mute. I kept quiet and I let others feel free to share their ideas. They came up with whatever they were going to present when we got back in the larger group. And when they presented it, they were completely wrong. And you know who was correct? Moi. But did I say I was right? Did I get some smug look on my face? I was sharing video, so I definitely could. No, I've had to learn to take it and eat it and let other people learn by their own failure. And I don't mean that in a very smug or elitist way, but sometimes that's the only way for people to learn. Being corrected, being wrong, being thrown in their face that they're wrong doesn't help people grow. So I took the L with the team because there were no consequences. At the end of the day, I wasn't going to get a pat on the back for being correct, which honestly should be how we look at being right in the office a ton of times, because I'm just going to be for real. If you're sitting in a meeting and you're right on something, what do you expect to happen next? Is everyone going to stop and applaud your brilliance? Are they going to pass you in the halls and nod with you and point, give you the finger guns? You're the man. You're the woman. Is this going to get you in the corner office? For the most part, no, none of that ever happens when you're right. In fact, what happens when you're right? Nothing. They move right ahead and right along. So why subject yourself to the negative connotations of having that personification that you're always right when you don't benefit from it? And sometimes there are pretty valid reasons for the reason you feel you need to be right, especially if you feel like you need to be right all the time. For example, if you suffer from anxiety, you may always feel like you need to be right because it gives you a peace of mind. To be able to keep things in a neat and tidy order and not throw you off your game, you're not worried about the unexpected because you know what's coming. You know what's correct and you're always on your toes. And being right keeps you in a place where you're not having to deal with unknown consequences. I read somewhere that the significant disruptions and unexpected surprises can trigger mental unwellness, right? However, being right all the time is just a defense mechanism in that case and a really bad one. Your need to be right is a way to control any and everything around you. That's the bigger issue. Being right is just a band-aid for fixing something that you need to get over yourself which is controlling, which is that fear of losing control. And per usual, I highly recommend you talk to a licensed professional about that. Because 
even though admitting that you have the need to feel right all the time is probably the first step towards changing it, until you start to fix that deep-rooted issue, you're always going to have that sense and that need, and you're always going to be fighting. And it's got to be terribly exhausting to go through life always on the offensive or the defensive. And while we're on the subject of mental health, you may tend to always need to be right because you've created this mask to avoid sharing your insecurities. Now, wait a minute. Hear me out. If you're always concerned with how people perceive you, you're going to constantly be on guard to protect your self-image which is just your fragility trying to create some sort of defense mechanism. So your ability to always be right helps to increase people's expectations of you. You tend to think that they look at you more favorably. And sometimes that's a trigger from trauma or abuse in your childhood. And the need to be right isn't always some mental health thing. I don't want to get on some kick where everything can be excused with mental health. Sometimes you may just not have any social awareness. You may always be right and want to feel superior. So you make sure everybody in the room knows it. And the fact that you come off as an asshole never actually hinders you from saying anything out loud. And you may not do this just at work. It is very possible that if you're in a relationship and you're always arguing over really small things that are factual or not, and you are grilling them to be right, it can be really damaging to your relationship. And you're arguing over something so insequential that you won't even remember what it was in the long run. You'll remember that you were right and they wouldn't concede. But why do they need to concede? Are you at war? Are you at war with someone that you're in a relationship with? Again, That feeling and that need and that drive to be right comes from something way deeper. And that's something that you have to want to fix. You have to acknowledge that you do it and have to make an active change for it. And let's be real. Though black women tend to want to be right, and like I said, typically are, society tends to punish people when they aren't right. You may have a coworker who is secretly competing with you, who's waiting for you to slip up. They're waiting for that one moment for you to make a misstep so that they can throw it in your face and look like the better employee. Or you may have an overly angry boss, and if you make the wrong step, they will fire you over it. If I'm spending 40 plus hours working somewhere and making sure and covering myself so that I don't get blamed or fired for someone else's ineptitude, then of course I'm going to cover myself. I'm going to do everything I can. Because at the end of the day, everybody makes mistakes, but sometimes those mistakes get thrown in your face and you don't want to have to eat crow later. But who wants to work with someone like that? I mean, think about it in another way. You're not the smartest person in the room, but someone in there absolutely is. And they're constantly in the need to show you that they're the smartest person in the room. You speak up in a meeting, they tell you, no, you're going the wrong direction, this is what we need to do. You don't say anything, and people start to give you feedback that you don't contribute. There's no winning. And I'm not saying dumb yourself down. In fact, I think that's 
how I overcorrected my situation. I just stopped providing. I stopped collaborating. I stopped speaking up. I was very much so on a point. If I said it once, I'm not saying it again. And I may have lost out on one, helping progress some of the conversation and the work that I've done. And two, making myself look better in the light of leadership, you know? And I think cultures can be like that too. You can be working in an environment where that organization has a lot of people that always tend to need to be right. And it's really simple to spot. If you are often in too many meetings, too many meetings that go way too long and don't go anywhere, they're inefficient, it's because people tend to speak more about their opinions and their viewpoints and everybody has to get a say on their opinion. There is no highest paid person's opinion. Everybody's opinion is the the one that needs to be heard. So you're sitting in a thousand meetings that go way too long because way too many people need to speak up about something and you're not actually getting anywhere because you're so busy trying to prove that someone was right or prove that somebody was wrong. You're spending a lot of time talking about the past instead of actually progressing forward. But I think there is a better way to handle it. And I'm not saying that you can change organizations, but maybe if you start to reflect on yourself and why you tend to need to be right, one, that's the first step, is understanding where that drive comes from. And it could be any one of the reasons I was talking about. It could be anxiety. It could be a defense mechanism. It can be fear of being fired or coworkers' competition or having it thrown in your face. And it sometimes, at any given moment, can be something different. But I think if you pause and you really try to understand what it is, you can then pivot from there and realize what is the best way to get what I want out of this. Back in 2018, I think, maybe 2019, I went to this conference on product management and there was a speaker. Um, his name was Sashin Recky and he was the startup um, founder for NoteJoy. It's this app that lets you do collaborative note taking. I didn't, I've never used NoteJoy, so this isn't an ad, but if you're looking for a note taking interactive collaborative tool, NoteJoy. But he spoke on the art of being compelling, which unfortunately is one of the largest pieces of feedback that I get in my year in reviews. I never make it feel like you won. Even if I'm right, and even if it's, success, if it's a success story, my constant feedback is to increase my patience when dealing with others' mistakes or improve on influencing others. And for the most part, I'm pretty easy to get along with in the office. However, when it's time to get things done, I get into super serious mode. And I was always taught, do your due diligence, you know, go to every corner, try to understand, try to learn and do well. So when people don't live up to that expectation that I set for myself, I tend not to have a lot of grace and mercy. So the art of being compelling is important. It's 
viewed in a way to make you a better leader. For the most part, in my head, being compelling is being manipulative. And as someone who was often accused of that in my young age, I tried actively to not be manipulative. But in corporate America, there is a fine line between being manipulative and being convincing. For instance, in Sashin's presentation, he talks about the idea of inception. And I'm not talking about the movie with Leo or the new Tenet movie, which is really not inception, <laughs> but it's the same idea. It's the idea of planting your idea in someone else's head, having them think that your idea is their idea. You ask them leading questions so that they get to the idea that you were striving for in the beginning. To me, that seems exhausting, but that's the right way to play it because at the end of the day, people have egos and sometimes you have to play into that to get what you want and what you need. Everyone processes information differently and for some people, it's making them feel good about a decision, even when it's yours. So even if you are right, you may need to do some storytelling and some creative verbalization to get your point across and to get everyone on board and to have it feel like a good time. So you don't have to stop being right, but you may have to do some styling to the way you present it. I know it's exhausting, but they wouldn't call it work if it wasn't work, you know? At the end of the day, either you change your style and approach to being right, or you pick your battles, or you stop and ask questions for people to elaborate on why they think that their approach or their idea is a good one. Maybe they may have a side that you weren't thinking about. Or maybe at the end of the day, you was just right. But maybe seeing their perspectives will change your outlook and how you approach the rest of the situation and scenario. But like I said, it's even more exhausting to try and go through life arguing your way through, being on the offense, being defensive, and always being a know-it-all. And in some cases, you're going to have to be right and you're going to have to share that. And so maybe changing the substance isn't the way, but maybe how you convey it is. And like I said, I'm still working on it. I am desperately trying to be a much more persuasive and effective leader. However, it's hard because... I don't like stupid people, and I know I'm right, so just trust me. But again, I'm working on it because I do want to build relationships. I do want to influence others, and I do want people to trust me and to see me as an effective leader that can persuade others. And to do that, I have to be someone people want to be around, and so do you. And that's all I got this week. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for your suggestion on the topic. I think it was a really good one and it was really fun 
to take a mirror to myself and think, where are ways I can improve? And as usual, if you guys have suggestions or something you want to hear me talk about or have a guest talk about, please send them to the corporate Courtney podcast at gmail.com. Or you can find me on social media at underscore corporate court. And until next time, toodles. <laughs>